Last time on Saturday Morning Tuesdays. And next week, uh, next week, the thing we're going to watch is not anime. That's true. But I don't know and what it is. <laughs> we don't know what it is yet, but it's not anime. Let me tell you about my family. Well, we're watching anime. I sell propane and propane accessories. All right, thanks for tuning back into Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's that animated podcast about real cartoons. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. And today we have tiptoed down into Andy's dungeon, into the into the keep of the de- of the of the monster. The monster's <laughs> the monster's magical hideaway hole. We've gone down we've gone deep down into where the monster lives to feed him his <laughs> you know, to feed him his Oreo cookies. <laughs> we were a little mean to him last week, I think, so maybe we felt bad. Was, uh, we so just we wanted to make sure he was all right. Bring him a plate of Oreo um, but cookies. But what a big mistake that was. Oreo cookie. <laughs> Where's my milk? <laughs> you guys, I didn't even do this. I did not do this to us. Don't you 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 planted your seeds of doubt <laughs> and you watered them and and, and watched them grow. I if, if anything did, all did I was, did was not mention in previous conversations that maybe these two shows were anime. I never hid from you that they were anime. Now we're down in Alice of Alice in Wonderland's terrible, terrible reverse world, and it's your fault. <laughs> and everything's anime down here. It's kind of nice though, right? Like, like you gotta admit, it's pretty nice down here where everything's anime. It's pretty nice down here where <laughs> everything's anime. <laughs> Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure Japanimation. Ooh, there it is, Japanimation. Nice. Nice. This is me suckling at the suckling at the at the victory bell. The uh, drinking honeydew from a victory bell. The Pokemon. <laughs> no, no, Augustus, don't don't drink from the anime river. <laughs> You'll get sucked up the pipe. <laughs> oh no, you guys! I I have to just say, I am not responsible for this but i am incredibly pleased about it tell us about our new arc that i had nothing to do with tell me teach me (laughs) okay okay just spank my bottom (laughs) (laughs) i'm rattling this i'm rattling my oreo cup along the the bars of my cage just like come on come on we have been looking at some shows we want to do we want to do some we want to spend more time with some shows and like really kind of let let some some sink in like we used to like the 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 glory days where we watched like 40 episodes of Sailor Moon <laughs> but not um, quite that <laughs> no not quite that so we want to we want to want to find a nice balance here and uh we don't want to rob you of of some longer form storytelling and the shows we ultimately decided on were Robotech aka Macross no, no, no. Mm, we'll get into that later, but you're wrong. And what's the other show? Uh, is uh, uh, the other show is called Sky Surfer Strike Force, and it's uh, <laughs> the most amazing thing that's ever touched my lips. <laughs> it's the most, it's the most succulent juice. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, it why was it on your lips? Were you it kissing me? Because I was kissing my computer. <laughs> Watch <laughs> these beautiful hunks soaring through the sky. <laughs> Now, uh, we have decided to call this arc Skyhunks, uh, though I think there's a little bit of frustration from Rory Voy, who doesn't believe there's enough hunk caliber so man I, I, in I, Robo- I firmly Robotech. contend that, that the hunk quotient in Robotech was, is not what I was led to believe. I was told it was full <laughs> of hunks in airplanes. And it, <laughs> these are just average looking dudes. And I'm, the hunks in Sky Server Strike Force, you could, you could you know, <laughs> cut marble with those. those, <laughs> on those hunks. They're what marble strives to look like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those are chiseled. Those are chiseled men. Flowing mullets. That I just want to eat right up. Uh, <laughs> yum, I, yum, yum. I would argue. I would argue that Robotech's hunks are a little bit more about their personality. They're they're the rugged. God, that's type. the that's the most embarrassing <laughs> thing you've ever said. <laughs> you can be a hunk in your heart alone. 
Well, I want, every, no, no, I want everybody out there to know across the airwaves that you too can be a hunk in your heart. No matter what hunk you got on the outside. No That's very important your, to me. Your hunk husk looks like. Uh, when you hit your hunk birthday, you too can sprout into a beautiful inner hunk. Right. So don't listen to Rory. This is Sky Hunks. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's a, everyone's a hunk. Everybody gets to play. <laughs> okay. You know what, Rory? <laughs> Everyone is a hunk. That's right. <laughs> We're all hunks in our own way. So, yeah, this is Sky Hunks episode one of several. We're not really exactly sure how long this is going to go. But uh, we, we we wanted to, yeah, watch just two shows uh, alongside each other, trying to find some of the good stuff. And uh, I'm really excited because I'm not going to lie about this. I love Robotech. I don't know anything about Sky Surfer, and I was very happily surprised, but I'm a big Robotech fanboy. So apologies ahead of time. Here's a how about how about we just give we just we just give a little a little taste of of what what's going to be going on in Sky Surfer Strike Force. Should we talk about Sky Surfer 2? <laughs> you mean crazy stunts? <laughs> the man named Crazy Stunts. Crazy Stunts. Oh. Crazy Stunts uses two blaster pistols as his signature weapon. The pistols can also shoot out whip-like wires and are powered by small diamonds. Crazy Stunts is a happening young dude and often uses phrases <laughs> like, Hey, dudes, and other current jargon. <laughs> that is straight from the Wikipedia page. It's straight from Wikipedia. It's incredible. Like, hey, hey, dudes, and other current Cur- jargon. <laughs> you know, the things the kids are saying. <laughs> you know, things like, hey, dude. Things that cowboys might say. Yeah. You know, whatever hip cowboys are saying. Uh, I think it's time that we talk about Robotech episode one. Yeah, let's do we it. Gotta, let's fucking do it. All right, hunks, listen up. Uh, our first <laughs> yeah. show is Robotech Episode 1, Booby Trap. And here is the blurb. An abandoned alien battle fortress crash lands on Earth in the year 1999, stopping a world war in the process. The international scientific community spends the next 10 years reconstructing the damaged ship, calling the SDF-1. At the ship's launch in 2009, a race of giant alien warriors, the the Zentradi, appear and attack Earth in a bid to capture the vessel. Young sport pilot Rick Hunter has his first experience with a rather odd fighter plane. So the deal with Robotech is that a company called Harmony Gold wanted to adapt this really hot new property called Superdimension Fortress Macross uh, Uh. from... You, I, I, we're gonna talk about a lot of anime Look, here right just, now. It was just, I know it's just a, just a little beep, just a little one, just just for the <laughs> listeners to keep track of what's going on. We don't have to yeah, stop. Yeah. Making, mm-hmm. It's one point. Though. That Perfect. One point. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and they couldn't do it though because uh, most Western shows at the time, this is the mid '80s, needed a, at least a 65 episode run uh, because they would air them every weekday, a new episode, and they really needed huge orders. And the, that's just not how Japanese animation worked at the time. Uh-huh. And so they, want, <laughs> they wanted... That is another, that's another one point. They wanted uh, more content to adapt. And so they took Super Dimension Fortress Macross. They uh-huh. took its sister show, Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross. Uh-huh. And then they took a slightly unrelated show called Genesis Climber Mosbita. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they took all three of those shows and they put them end to end mercilessly redubbed and re-edited in some cases to make it look like all three of these shows were just continuing each other's continuity and all part of the same world, even though originally they weren't connected in the slightest, uh, which is a pretty crazy thing that's only ever been done a couple times. Uh, it was kind of done for Voltron, but um, but it's it's pretty... <laughs> yeah, okay, not Voltron. <laughs> Voltron's Western enough. I can mention Voltron. You don't get to be mad at me about that. Who's mad? We're just taking an honest calculation of what you said. So anyway, long story short, uh, the first like 30 some episodes of uh, Robotech, which is 85 episodes long, are a show called Super Dimension Fortress Macross, which has its own huge franchise in Japan. 
But due to legal issues and Harmony Gold owning a lot of the different rights to the various different shows, Macross as a franchise hasn't been able to come over here in any significant way. And uh, that's that's all I'm going to say, because <laughs> I have like 12 knives in me right now and they're, they hurt a lot. They're bleeding everywhere all over my Oreo cookies. <laughs> So somebody else tell us <laughs> about cookies. the other show. Not so I, I am fascinated by the idea of of doing a show like Robotech. Now, I was a little actually let down. I was really looking forward to watching something that had been spliced together so mercilessly. And I, I knew it was going to be crappy, but that kind of um, second life to content is one that has always really fascinated me. When when things are re-edited or, or combined, mm-hmm. uh, given entirely different audio tracks. Yeah, and... This thing that we're watching, we're probably going to stay in the Macross saga. It is it is not that bad. They've kept a lot of what's there. Uh, there's a few things that they've totally redone. But, you know, it's not like they interpolated shots from all three shows. They put them end to end, uh, which is certainly easier to get through, right? Like, it would be a lot harder to to deal with if it was just constantly weird shots from three different shows where none of the characters interacted. Which, in fact, is a thing that the same guy did for a show called Captain Harlock and the Queen of a Thousand <clears> Years. <throat> uh, and that's two anime that they put together. And it's a horrible failure. No one liked it. And you can't even find it anywhere. It's like a lost piece of media. Um, I, I have more knives. So I'll pass this along to Austin. Well, before you sort of, you know, get your 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 fanboy oils all, all, all over everything, <laughs> you know, I want to I just want to say that I thought this was pretty cool. I it thought was this cool. was dope. I thought the we have a really long like that. That synopsis was pretty long. We have uh, three times that length from a, an announcer kind of giving us this whole and backstory. They don't fall for the trap of of cramming it all into the theme song. They do it no, all after, which is after great. the credits. The theme is just like an instrumental thing. It's cool. Teases us on some cool, cool robots later. And I, d- I really dig the uh, this world building setup. The idea that this like ship crash lands on earth and you know, it causes some damage, but everybody unites around this like new existence of alien life. And they use all the technology. There are no aliens on the ship as far as they're aware. And they pretty much earth just goes about like with a violated prime directive, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, building up their, uh, their technology based on this alien ship and becoming like a super cool civilization about 10 years. And they do a pretty cool um, transition of going through those 10 years of of um, in a way that I had not seen in animation. It's not particularly innovative, but it just wound up working really well with with setting the tone of how much has come to pass between when you turn on the TV and when the show starts. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they go through these yeah. 10 years and they, they give the narration. They do a a, a fade over. um these these uh you know kind of a calendar ticking ticking by yeah it just feels like a civilization you know like it it feels feels lived in feels lived in absolutely yeah and it's cool because like you know it crash lands on macross island and as all of the you know the world government sort of unites and sends all their best people there like a, a whole town builds up here on this island like in 10 years, you know, a bunch of people are now living around the wreck of this big spaceship that has now turned into a sexy looking spaceship. And it appears that they've made an attempt to, I don't know, animation wise or well, I would say because in the world it has not been made explicit about who lives here, but mm. it would appear to be a coalition of people of all races and nations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of a Pacific Rim kind of kind of thing there. Everybody's sort of working together with cool technology. We yeah. meet. We meet the captain of the SDF one, uh, Captain Global, who is like a Russian guy. <laughs> um, and later on in another episode, I know we meet like an engineer type guy who's German. Like, yeah, they're definitely doing like a multi a multinational thing here, though. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of non-white people. Uh, there's actually more than I maybe more it, than I thought. <laughs> I mean, there's there's one that I remember. There's Claudia on the bridge. Yeah, is there which anyone is more else? than I thought? <laughs> and there's well on the bridge with her is also um and well presumably a Japanese woman, but I guess anybody oh, of some of some Asian ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I would say you know because anime style just kind of does look white. Yeah, um, right. which I don't know you know is, is a longer discussion uh, that that has uh, ins and outs of, of it, but mm-hmm. but I would say 
as long as race is not overtly uh, described, it trends towards Caucasian. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Especially in 80s anime, too. Yeah, and the, you know, the one of the main characters we meet in this episode, uh, Lisa, she's, you know, she's kind of maybe second in command on the ship, and she's got this just intense 80s hair with bangs. Oh my it. god, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, she's like a blonde share. <laughs> yeah, it, there's the the first interesting thing that happens uh, in this episode is this this interaction with the bridge ladies. Uh, because most of the bridge is, is manned by women, which is also kind of fun. They're all like fresh recruits <laughs> you said from manned. <laughs> <laughs> it's all womaned by women. And and like Claudia, this woman, comes in and her and Lisa are talking about how they didn't think Commander Global got much sleep or Captain Global got much sleep because he had like a farewell party. But then Lisa instantly turns it around on Claudia and is like, Well, you didn't come in until like four AM this morning. Yeah, uh, it was it had a maturity right away. Mm-hmm. And well, and same with and in the in the very in, in the intro too, there's some decently graphic uh, depictions of war. Yep. Yeah. So the show is definitely I mean, it, it's airing to it's airing in syndication, it's airing to children, but it is it is not shying away from from the original uh, maturity of the show, which is a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I mean, you talk to people who watched this when they were a kid, like this was this show was a surprise. I mean, what was the stuff coming out around this time? I mean, it was things like Transformers and Voltron, like that kind of. They weren't doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They weren't doing these long serialized need to follow it to know what's going on kind of stories. They weren't doing serious stories. Uh, they, I mean, there's some pretty intense things that happen even just in this first episode, uh, and it's it was kind of crazy. I mean, there was a new episode every weekday, and word of mouth spread real fast, and this blew up. Like, yeah. I think Ro Robotech is a really early, I mean, anime had been coming over to the U.S. since the 60s, but like this was an early, big, popular one that kind of paved the way for a lot of what came after. Also, you see those fucking jets? They turn into robots, doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the big thing about Robotech, right? I mean, that was the only connective tissue between the three anime that they chose to turn into this one show is that all three of those shows had sh had fighter planes that would turn into mecha robots. Uh, sold. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is the? Where's the jury on? Uh, am I allowed to ding him for Mecca for the word Mecca? <laughs> when we're not discussing the holy, the holy city, I would like to know <laughs> where we're at on that one. You don't know. You don't know. I believe I it's called Mecca City. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sounds like sounds like a no vote, a two to one on whether on on demerits for the word Mecca. So let's continue. <laughs> Uh, talk to talk to me about Rick Hunter, our our boy, our boy Wonder. Uh, yeah. So we were introduced to Rick Hunter uh, during a routine, this sort of flying demonstration of these military jets, um, sort of like a Blue Angels flyover, I think, mm -hmm. from Roy Volker, and he's giving this this demonstration to the people, showing off how advanced the military has become in these last ten years, and it's like, hey, look how fucking cool we are. Uh, we have these awesome like robot ships with with Robotech, which is what they've called using the fancy technology from this ship. Mm -hmm. Then we see this little dinky stunt stunt plane flying around uh, with a uh, a fancy boy uh, <laughs> named Rick Hunter, a fancy lad, a, a little a little fancy lad with a kerchief <laughs> um, who who flies real good and uh, just likes getting getting Roy's goat. <laughs> you know they have a fun. Uh, fun, playful relationship. They yeah. are brothers. I they don't think they, I think they worked. I think they worked at the circus together. Yeah, they're not actually brothers, but they call each other brother. But they're brother. Was... Brother. They're brothers of the of the hive of the trapeze. <laughs> so, was that a change for the dub? Did they did they always call each other big brother, little brother? I think so. I think it's more just like a. I think that's probably just a bad translation. Like they probably yeah, shouldn't be calling it's, each it's, other. It sometimes is a little less literal in Japanese, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, and I was wondering if that was a change though, because I feel like they are eye fucking the shit out of each other all the time. <laughs> well, speaking of the eye fucking, I wanted to have, uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about what I thought was a pretty cool little little discussion between them when Roy leers at the woman. Yes, because I feel like in especially of the of the shows that Andy has has 
has forced down uh, has forced on us <laughs> in, 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 in other experiences. There is a they, they really avoid making it a like a it's not a pants a pantsu shot. Uh-huh. It's a woman sure. in, in a okay. modest dress. No, all I want, all I want to say is this show. This not that you are obsessed with those. I'm sorry if that's what I try to paint you as. No, what I'm I mean just to mad say that is, you get to say pantsu. Rory, <laughs> <laughs> that is one point. <laughs> so, so I was really pleased with the decision to to have have him lech and to see her curves, but to not not necessarily do it to a woman in a short skirt or or use use a male gaze where we can see up her dress right it, uh, or down her shirt it i don't know it, well, I, I felt that it painted it painted a, an honest depiction of what might have happened between two 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 handsome young sky hunks yeah <laughs> well i think what it is rory is that we see the the leering happen sort of from the character doing it and not just from the camera exactly choosing yeah. to to do that yeah, yeah, we get to know that Roy is leering, but we don't allow the audience to. I think, I right. think that's nice. Also, this may help uh, give context. That girl's fifteen. Um, no, don't do that. Don't so, do that. That's the bad context. We don't want uh-huh. it. Me and Austin, <laughs> yeah. we're happy. We're happy in our little world. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just you're gonna meet her. She's a main character. <laughs> so, like, what? What have you done to us in this in this filthy dungeon? <laughs> Good night, everybody. That's anime. <laughs> That's anime. I'm so sorry. The point still stands. They didn't put her in revealing clothes. You know, no. It's it's a step above a lot of bullshit that's happening today, for sure. But yeah, they have like a a kind of a conversation. The two of them. They we learn that Rick Hunter is a a really cocky son of a bitch, but also that he won the amateur flying competition eight years in a row. Like how long can you, do you get to be an amateur? <laughs> That's that sounds like he's gaming the system. Cause he's unnaturally short. <laughs> because he's a, cause he's a, a little, Oh, he's, he's just short. I thought he was a, a young lad, a young, but he is young. He's like 16, 15, something like that. Oh, Maybe yeah. 17, maybe 17. I don't remember exactly. He's young, but he was also short. So yeah, he's young, I think but that... he's an appropriate age to, for hunk to be a teasing a piece of appropriate hunk. He's trying to Vincent Adultman, like reverse Vincent Adultman his way into the amateur competition. Uh. Just so that he can wipe up a bunch of noobs. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Roy's like, oh, well, you know, I when in the war, I shot down 108 enemy planes. And then Rick's like, oh, wow, you're a killer. Nice way to be. Yeah, proud that's of that. a great line, too. It immediately tells us what they what we think about war in this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not cool, but. Uh, you know, you do you, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, there is a bit of a contradiction in the show where it has that. And then there's the captain saying, I had hoped that war was a thing of the past. But here we go again. You know, says this like incredibly advanced military where they like, <laughs> uh huh. They, they, they have this high minded stuff, but they they spent all of that technology not like building medical advancements or like yeah yeah that's fair you know they built the most like jaw-dropping military ever seen (laughs) to be fair they also built robot coke vending machines that follow you around to get a sale that's a good point (laughs) is that's that scene with the girl as a little shitty kid who's like i want a cola and the the (laughs) vending machine is just like inching around to get closer to him drink your coke (laughs) enjoy coca-cola yeah, it's I I think it's funny, but you know, so it's 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 clear that the tech has has kind of gotten into some other areas of of uh, of civilization, but yeah, largely they're just making planes that turn into mechs. Yeah, so there is a a healthy military industrial complex going on here. <laughs> they can't lie about that. Yeah. So basically, um, Rick gets to check out this cool new ship, um, this like new fighter fighter jet. And uh, that's going to be important later because uh, he's going to take a nap in the cockpit. Yeah, you don't put the boy in the cockpit of the mech. That's like mech anime 101. You put a boy in the cockpit and they're going to become like the chosen one. That's just that's that's the law of the land. Yeah, but he he does get to he does fall asleep in there. And while he's in there and while they're kind of prepping for this, you know, they're doing this big celebration of like, hey, we fixed the ship. Uh, big aliens show up in the in outer space. Big scary giant aliens named the Zentradi. Uh, right before the aliens show up, there's a there's a scene I want to talk about that is I would say in and of itself quite inconsequential, but I, I think there's a lot to to unpack from it. 
uh, our our captain, our grizzled Russian captain, is walking out onto the deck of his airship, uh, and he bumps his head, and it's mm. it's it's not a gag, but so I mean you know it's an animation. They had to draw that happen. This is not a, it was written in and and and, and executed as as a yeah. as a thing. It, and you could you could you know unpack it a couple different ways. Maybe it's just a a, a care a, a care for making the world seem. Uh, people don't move with with complete perfection, right? You see that a lot with like Ghibli stuff. People kind right. of wobble and trip just for no yep. reason. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe it's about kind of establishing that he's a tall character and that he in, in a ship built for things for creatures that are much shorter. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just my point is, is that there's an intentionality there that I, I thought yeah. was interesting. Yeah, I agree. They just they built characters. Sure. Yeah, maybe great. he's maybe he's just a klutz. You know that that could be part of it too. He's getting old. You know, he's getting uh, old. He, yeah, he has a pipe. He's holding a pipe at one point. <laughs> and oh, this is a good scene too. The other, uh, the women on the bridge. Somebody says like, Captain Glover. Yes, what is it, Sammy? No smoking on the bridge. <sighs> it's against regulations, mm, sir. I was just holding it. I wasn't going to light it. Scramble all the fighters and prepare for combat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a dub change for like the morality police or anything. Where no, well, he doesn't you know, smoke it, so I thought it played pretty well. And then there's an yeah. instant dramatic zoom on his face as he's like, "Scramble the fighters!" <laughs> it's just a re- like a really well timed joke. It was kind of nice. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it felt pretty modern almost in that way. Yeah, yeah. I just like I almost don't feel like it's real coming from a 1985, 1985 cartoon. You know, like. Yeah. It's just there's so much more going on that I'm I'm ready to glaze over because I'm used to this just being bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I actually slow down like, oh, no, this is actually all super intentional and good. So the Zentradi, uh, we don't get a lot of information about these evil bad aliens that show up. Uh, they the announcer tells us that they're you know, they've been bred for conquest over thousands of generations. So they're just like they're they're super war mongering evil aliens you know kind of out uh from the from this you know from the playbook and they uh so they were following whatever this ship was that crash landed Mm -hmm. uh 10 years ago or whatever through space and time they're 10 years late because of like a warp in the fabric of of whatever i guess oh is that why i just assumed it took time to get to to get i think it's a mix i think they weren't Sure. sure exactly where it went yeah um and they were looking and also that there's some time whoopee woo going on okay so, so the the ship that crashed is not Zentradi. Do we know? No. They they mention you they call not. it Robotech as well. Yeah, the Zentradi uh, call it Robotech for some reason. They also use the same term. They right. appear to be afraid of the technology and what the humans could have done with it. Yes, and we won't. I don't know that we're actually going to learn about any of this stuff uh, over the course of what we watch for this this arc. So I don't mind telling you they refer to the the aliens who built the ship. Uh, as the Robotech masters. So like Robotech mm-hmm. is a word that presumably it, whether it makes sense or not, like they got from the wreckage, like, okay. Like gotcha. it's what, it's what this is called. Although it, almost everybody pronounces it Robotech, which is <laughs> constantly kind of just the, the one really Robotech. Robotech. Kinda, kinda. Hey, your pilot knows robots. <laughs> robots <laughs> flying around in those jets that turn into robots. Ah, in my day, we didn't have those. Uh, and so, yeah, so this is like a whole, this is kind of scary. So they, you know, on the day that they think they're going to launch this big ship that they've refurbed, the bad guys show up looking for the ship. And so a lot of people die. Like we get, we have this like whole sequence where they scramble all of their fighters and all their defenses and a lot of shit explodes. Well, the cool thing that happens is that this ship itself acts on its own. As soon as yeah. the Zentradi get close, it fires up its own cannons, and they're all looking around like, "Whoa, what do we do? I didn't do that. You didn't do that. Mm-hmm. What the hell is it doing?" Um, <laughs> and it it shoots these like cool Somebody lasers, and prank? it blows up. It blows up like a bunch of Zentradi, which is uh, yeah, it's a really cool plot element, and and that's why the the episode is called Booby Trap, is because they realize Captain Global realizes that the ship. The wreckage was there to attack any pursuers that were, you know, clearly they were being pursued. And so when they show up, it automatically blasts them to death. Now, with all of the cool intentionality we talked about in character design and and depth of of these human characters, as soon as we meet the Zentradi villains, uh, this big bad like cyborg man and his little like Renfield (laughs) 
uh, Igor <laughs> assistant guy uh, with a with a funky haircut. I feel like all of that goes away. These are really like these feel like really low effort bad guys. Oh, from what we oh. know right now, I'm from sure what you're... you know right now. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a future for the Zentradi. There's a lot of stuff sure. that happens. So I want to get to some of that stuff, but we'll see what happens. Uh, just I agree with you. The instant like first impression is not great. But, you know, they are hunting down what is supposedly just a wreckage. They weren't really expecting a fight. For all we know, these are the, you know, the the comb the desert, the guys on comb the desert duty. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's also true that they're kind of. A... Man, we ain't found shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zentradi, though, also are kind of this, like, faceless force of nature that is just going to throw opposition totally. at yeah. our characters that we are starting to care about. They're the specter yeah. of war, if you will. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That's good. Oh, that's good. You just passed English 101 again. <laughs> but and that's why Raskolnikov is crime <laughs> and punishment. <laughs> Truly, he was both at once. Surely, he was the crime and punishment. <laughs> uh, so, the only thing left is the fact that Rick is forced to fly up and fight uh, because he's sitting in this in this fighter jet, and uh, you know, Commander Lisa Hayes or whatever calls him and is like, "What the fuck are you doing? Everyone's fighting! Get up in the air!" And he is forced to uh just go fuck up real bad now this is pod racing <laughs> <laughs> no don't bring that here not look to my it's anime exactly place. what happened it's exactly what happened anakin skywalker was in the ship was in the nabu uh-huh. fighter and then he took <laughs> off and fought against the trade federation all right uh, but this don't you fucking exactly... tell me that george lucas didn't watch robotech and steal it from this. i'm sure he did i'm sure he did <laughs> like, don't even don't even act like that's a like a uh, we know what came first. God damn it. He stole Hidden Fortress and uh, Super Dimensional Fortress. Ah, uh, is, uh, that, is that anything? It's kind of something. And so the episode ends with the the big bad evil aliens sending a bunch of uh, ships down to the surface because they're kind of wary about what these uh, Micronians, as they call humans uh what these micronians have actually managed to do with the technology and so they're kind of being careful and they send a bunch of ships down and rick manages to turn his ship into a mech and is like whoa <laughs> it's pretty funny that it it's, it's always funny this is not the only show where like uh, an airplane can turn into a mech mm-hmm. and and it has this sort of like halfway transform which is just an airplane with legs <laughs> Yeah, it looks yes. really fucking dumb, but eventually he figures out to get it all the way transformed into a regular robot. Um, yeah, the the episode ends in kind of a weird cliffhanger. Like, yeah. you know, like I think that this show plays a lot as like several episode arcs that almost make more sense to just binge them. It's really if- t- it's yeah, it's really too bad. We, we don't do this anymore. The sort of, you know. Roots miniseries style, just blast, you know, blast through in a week where yeah. uh, they they don't really have to have a an ending that has to hold the, you know, hold up the scaffolding for a week. It's just got to make it a day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I guess binge watching has sort of re, re renewed that format. I said totally. it's disappeared. Yeah. But it's been a bit. <laughs> it's come back for a little while. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm sold on this. Yeah. I had a good time. I'm excited to watch the next episode. Awesome. Uh, that's it for Robotech episode one. Uh, I'm still so fucking excited that we watched it and we're watching it. So, you know, now let's, <laughs> let's, let's go to a, let's go to a sponsor. Hey, 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 Andrew. Oh, hi. I have an advertiser for you. We do have a little bit of a qualifier with this one. Oh, all right. So this is, this is a family friendly product and they really were insistent that you don't get too, too gross with your description. <laughs> Oh, well, you know me. I'm always family friendly. So remember, this is this is this has no dirty context. This is just a nice family friendly product that you just have to tell everybody about without getting too gross. Great. Got it. Okay, so please tell everybody about dad's chunky crumbs. Well, you know, sometimes uh, you have you have uh, you got some dis discharge. Is that gross? Have I gotten too gross already? The critics will allow it. Okay, great. So sometimes you've got 
<clears throat> uh, discharge from when you have performed. Nope, no, 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 no. <laughs> when you, from when you have done an activity. Acceptable. Uh, there is there is kind of a, a substance. No, no, that, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Uh, there is there is a a, a sloughing. A sloughing occurs. Sloughing passes. A sloughing that occurs. And the, the 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 small particulate that is created from the sloughing after the activity uh, has has a, a tendency to get on your belongings, and sometimes uh, due to the, the surrounding moisture, it chunks up in ways that you might not expect. And you know we all have moments like this, and especially dads because they're. Uh, Equipment? No, no. no. <laughs> okay, okay. They're uh, they're parts. Parts works. Okay, their parts have uh, in you know they're past their warranty date. You might say, mm. and so they create maybe less moisture and more no, particular. Uh, <laughs> they create they they slough. Everything sloughs. <laughs> it creates this chunky crumb like substance that. We have collected in jars, and I know how much uh, many people like to use them for their activities in their own homes. And so we have created daddies. Daddies? No, is just dads? dads. Daddies is awful. <laughs> daddies is awful. <laughs> Remember, this is a family-friendly product. Family-friendly product. Nothing nasty about this. About this. This is whole. So if 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 your dad or mom. Uh, want to pur- <laughs> want to purchase some of Dad's chunky crumbs? Then all you got to do is call the number uh, that's on your screen and uh, tell your mom to call, not you. And they too can get some of our very famous Dad's chunkiest crumbs that they've sloughed off of their parts. All right, thanks. thanks yeah, <laughs> you bet. When a mysterious explosion destroys an artificial intelligence lab, Adam Hollister is framed. His son, Jack Hollister, sets out to prove his father's innocence, that someone else had caused the explosion and had stolen an experimental computer brain. Merging it with his own brain, he transforms into the master criminal known as Cybron. To fight Cybron and his evil bioborgs, Jack Hollister becomes Sky Surfer 1, leader of the Sky Surfer Strike Force. All right, uh, I'm still in the cage, and the other boys are still outside of the cage. It's a really power dynamic that I'm not fond of, but uh, here we are anyway. And this is Sky Surfer Strike Force Episode One: City of Terror. And I have a synopsis for all the good it's going to do you. Uh, trying, <laughs> trying to learn the secret behind the mysterious death of Jack's father, scientist Abraham Hollister. The team finds an experimental VR memory helmet that could reveal the villainous Cybron's real identity. <laughs> so we're all on the same page. Let's move forward. We don't need to explain any of that. It's all good. No. <laughs> <laughs> this show is bananas in pajamas. This show is so good. Um, I mean, I... I don't really know what else to say about it. I mean, it was, it was, um, you know, it was American and Japanese, right? It was, it was a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sort of a, 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 a team up production. So it's not really anime. I mean, it kind of is. Well, yeah. I mean, the studio, the studio who, who animated it also did one of the Macross sequels. <laughs> <laughs> but the other studio, the American studio that did the CoPro animated Wild West Cowboys and Mumesa. So, you know. Yet a little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> so this is like a daywalker. This is like a dampier. <laughs> and I'm and I'm gonna go that. Well, do we have to dust off Prissy Boy points for dampier? <laughs> I think we really <laughs> I feel need like to. after 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 Andy has been sliced into a million pieces. <laughs> I am falling apart like ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. Okay, so. The the funny thing here with this episode is this is one of those shows that has a theme song that has I, I'm I'm assuming we've played it at this point. Um this amazing theme song. Uh but it it's an info dump one, you know, that loads you up as quickly as possible with you know, everything you need to know. Generally because we're not gonna get 
a real like foundation episode. You know, we're not going to get like a real origin episode usually with these shows. So they load it all up. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is interesting because we kind of get both here. We get a show that takes place after the theme, you know, after the theme song has, has explained everything you need to know. It's a, it's a functional team and they're kind of just on a, on a regular adventure, but we get flashbacks and we get, you know, things that, that, effectively make it an origin episode uh, it, but, it, but it is still modern time yeah but it well, even though the flashbacks flashback to them looking identical to how they do now which is annoying <laughs> um yeah. what i did like about this is something we've talked about before when uh the first episode of sky surfer or not sky surfer uh silver hawks and other shows where they don't start when the show is really the show and this opens up the show is the show they've got their they've got their surfboard equipment and their rad cool names mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> for for everything that I that is that is going to become outrageously silly in the episode, it's it's there. It's just there, part of it right away. And I and I appreciate the brevity there. I don't right. care how we get the surfboards. I just don't care. Sure, <laughs> that, that is a good point. Um, because we're not really going to find out. Right. Yeah. There. What the other interesting thing is that. The theme song sets you up with an info dump that is a little different than what we get in the episode. They don't really talk about his father's death in the theme song. It's they focus on, you know, uh, Jack Hollister. Abraham Hollister, you know, Jack Hollister's son of, of, of the who was framed for for blowing up an AI lab and, <laughs> you know, the stolen computer brain. The person who did it became Cybron and his evil bioborgs. And it's so fast paced. It is really intense. I know that Austin mentioned it when we were doing our get ready for the episode, but like I had to pause this episode so much just to process what had just happened. I yeah, I, it's all it's so fast paced. It made me think of the Spider-Man cartoon we watched, like like uh, how much is happening per second of screen time. Yeah. And how much they throw out jargon. Um, incre- By the way, amazing. <laughs> Amazing cyber Amazing jargon, jargon. <laughs> just so quickly. Um, but before we before we get even further, I think we need to we need to describe the different sky surfers. Oh, like, let us, let's, let us, let's talk let about us, let us lick sky each surfer one of these separately. Lick one them up through, and down. One, one through, through five. five. Yeah. Yep. So I'll start. Sky surfer one. His it's the main boy. He's uh he's a he's the hunkiest of all of these hunks. He is like he looks like he would be at home in a hairband like he could just walk on stage and start wailing on a guitar. His six pack looks like it could be a a loaf of marble rye. (laughs) It's incredible. His name is Jack Hollister. He's Sky Surfer 1 and he's the only one of the group that doesn't have a fun code name. Which I hate. I agree. He needed a he needed a code name. He's just Jack. Come on. It's kind of like that bit in Parks and Rec where it's like, okay, and then you're Eagle too. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy has like a, a lightsaber essentially as his main weapon and yeah. long flowing golden locks. And he's basically the, the person we spend the most time with. He's the one who speaks for the team. Yeah, his name is Jack. You know, it's it's about as low effort. Uh, like Steven Seagal, <laughs> Steven Seagal movie protagonist kind of. Yeah. We crunched the numbers and we found the most generic white man. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, Guaranteed to not make any white child feel excluded. <laughs> let's get to Sky Surfer number two. Number two is his short-haired best friend, Sky Surfer 2, Mr. Crazy Stunts, Mickey Flanagan. <laughs> Crazy <who's>, Stunts. <laughs> Crazy Stunts. <laughs> Crazy Stunts. Now, when I first watched the theme song, I thought this was just the narrator just saying fun words over, <laughs> over the... Yeah, that, would, that would make sense. Over the video. That would make more sense than these nicknames. <laughs> these nicknames are odd. So, yeah, this guy's name is Crazy Stunts. Crazy Stunts. And it is... <laughs> Every time they every time they address him as crazy stunts, crazy stunts. I a little bit of me uh, <laughs> self completes. He's he's kind of <laughs> like the the Silverhawks bluegrass of the group almost. He is, like bluegrass. Yeah. yeah, he's sort of a cowboy theme, and he's a happening young dude. <laughs> and he uses all uh, that current jargon, <laughs> like "Hey, dudes." <laughs> Love Mickey Flanagan, Sky Surfer 2, Crazy Stunts. Crazy Stunts! Love him. Now we get we get Kimberly Sakai, or Kim, or Sky Surfer 3, or Sliced, sliced ice. ice. Sliced Ice. <laughs> yeah, you know the commonly used ice. phrase? <laughs> sliced ice. ice. Crushed ice. Now, she has, 
what I want to call out as one of it, it is it is both problematic but really funny her her <laughs> magic girl transformation. Yeah, like, we get man. we get a really intense zoom in on everybody's you know bulging six pack their their yeah. rack of cinnabons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, their and their and muscles. their magic armor you know tell you know teleports onto their body, uh, and then we get to her. She she just gets this this uh it's it, on, on a pretty nice on a on a long zoom in this just silver this silver outline of her of her tits yeah <laughs> it's just on the bottom a, it's, it's like the most in depth underwire bra <laughs> it just cups the boobs it's <laughs> the whole screen is filled with her boobs and yeah. then we think armor is gonna happen and it's just and under it's just boob a little, armor a little yeah scoop. it's just this tiny <laughs> yeah, little scoop it's this tiny so little funny. bit. <laughs> underneath like oh yeah you thought she was gonna get like meaningful protection anywhere nah yeah. dog that's just holding her boobies up <laughs> and like we're not we're clearly not the first people to point out the fact that female armor in any sci-fi or fantasy setting is just bonkers dumb fuck but this one seemed ex- ex- especially stupid because they take time showing it it's like it's like her suit just sort of is like eh, i'm just gonna get right under I'm those i'm just gonna cozy cool. on up real quick <laughs> It's so right. weird. Well, yeah. It made me feel gross. Yeah, it's definitely the juxtaposition. You know, like yeah, huge like chest pieces and coverage, and then just this little like zip, a <laughs> <laughs> little bit under her boobs. Like, come on, man. Uh, oh. Her, she has kind of like a, a almost like a, a halo s- laser sword. She has a but sword it, that can freeze things. Yeah, I don't understand. Like ice, because she's the ice one. She's the ice one, but she like in this episode, she like aims her sword at someone and I'm like, oh, she's going to cut something. And then just cold comes out she, of the end of a the little sword. Snow blast, a little snowblower out of it. <laughs> like, what? OK. OK. Sky Surfer 4. Yes. Nathan, Nate, James, a.k.a. Air Enforcer. Are they not all Air Enforcers? Yeah. I, I don't really get it. They, they really they really phoned it in on the black guy. Yeah, I, they didn't have a. <laughs> this is what it is. He's got all the same weapons as everybody else. He's got guns. And yeah. his name is his name is his name is basically a different word for sky surfer. So, <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got a bunch of missiles. He's the heavy hitter. Yeah, and then we have sky surfer five, Brad Wright, aka. Uh, and I hate this one. Oh, you hate sore, sore loser, sore loser, and his um, weapon is a giant boomerang. But sore loser, we can't we can't just this is an audio format you gotta know it's spelled s-o-a-r yeah on the on the theme song if you're looking carefully they make sure you know the spelling is funny <laughs> it's sore yeah. loser all of these names though all of these these nicknames feel like they are 95 percent on their way to being a pun and then just <laughs> do just not stick the landing yeah, yeah. they just kind of give up like they're words and i understand that they've done something with words and then they're kind of like eh is that anything like no <laughs> crazy no, stunts crazy stunts sliced ice is i mean like is it supposed to be like slice and dice but it, it you're le- what you're left with doesn't make any sense same with sore loser like see it's like sh- it's like flying sore but why <laughs> But, but why? why is loser? But why is he still a loser? A loser? Why, why do we want a sore loser on our good guy team? And Air Enforcer. Wh- okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Factual I, description. Yeah. They're cool. Uh, do we want to go through the bio bars? Because I really do, but I don't know how much time we want to devote to just listing these guys. <laughs> we just well, we just got to list off some bio bars. Let's let's probably. talk we about a few bio say, My my fucking absolute favorite is Doctor Five Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Five Eyes is fucking incredible. This guy, he's just this a normal. Clown. This is the most clown amazing man. thing somebody's ever been. <laughs> and he's got just extra eyes. One's on like his stomach or something. And yeah, then, like one in the, the back of his head. He's got an and, eye on the back of his head, and then he's got an eye as like a cyclops in the middle of his forehead, and and then two he, regular eyes below. It. Yeah, the normal eyes that you want, and then he does illusions or some shit. But he's so weird, Doctor Five Eyes. What a bad name, <laughs> Doctor so Five Eyes. I want to hear awesome. Tell me about who I know has to be his favorite dude, his favorite bioborg. Uh, is it Laserette? No, I thought it was like a Grenader. Oh, the grenader is great. Um, it's just a big giant grenade who blows himself up and then he comes back again. Yeah. 
No, I want to talk about Cybron really quick. <laughs> this because oh, please. Our our main villain, Cybron, uh, and that's spelled disappointingly spelled C Y B R O N. How great it's gonna be if we find out his name is Ron though. <laughs> Cybron. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm Ron. Cyber Ron. <laughs> so Ron's so going Cybron. digital. Cybron is is a is is one of the wildest character designs I've seen in a really long time. Yeah. He has first of all, okay, we can start mundane. He's got a huge red cape, like really big. Uh he has a metal face and a cyber brain. Uh his head is very very long. And it's a metal face that does not change expression, right? They didn't <laughs> no, did not have right. to animate the face of Cybron. Which is hilarious. You cannot animate the face of Cybron. Oh, they put a bunch of like gizmos and pulleys and gears in his in his enormous head. So there's still plenty of animation to do there. Well, yes. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of neat when we see into his into his big old skull. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. He's just got big exposed boop bleeps chips in there. <laughs> yeah, he's got chips and stuff going on. I don't know. That was neat. He's got big shoulders. Uh, but let's let's talk more about his face. He has a mustache. It this metal faced man has a mustache. Like, is it painted on? I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like a Fu Manchu. But the most important thing is that he has the biggest chin I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> fucking life. Chin. It's a wild his, chin. He's got chin <laughs> all the way down to his nipples. Like, I, I, I can't even I you have to we'll probably use it as the image for this episode. I swear. I you we gotta, gotta look get at this him man. Up. Look yeah. at this man. This fucking unit. <laughs> he is incredible. But his daughter is normal as fuck. Yeah, Serena. Friend of the show, Serena. <laughs> she kind of looks like Scarlet Witch to his Magneto. Um, like in the in the traditional designs in the comics. Uh she's just kind of a normal girl with a headband. Blonde, uh I guess she does bad stuff. <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't really yeah. have powers. She just kind of, you know, is is mad is mad at the hunks. <laughs> um and sometimes kisses them. <laughs> You know how you be. Sometimes you mad at hunk. Sometimes you kiss them. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> I thought it was a really fun little line when she's like, "Why waste this beautiful hunk?" And just yeah, he's he's strapped to a board. Help us! And she just steals a kiss. But it's pretty funny. <laughs> Fuck. We've talked a lot about the characters. We've used most of our time. What happens in this yeah, episode? God. Nothing. They. Uh... <laughs> They fight for about 15 minutes of it. Uh, there's they a do. little bit of plot in the middle where there's a mask that might lead them to what Skycipher 1 believes to be almost definitely a trap where it's his dad. And it was was a trap. And that's how they get him tied up for um, stealing kisses. Yeah. Well, OK, no, I want to I want to walk through a little bit of this okay, because because there are so many quotes in this episode. There's so many lines that go by that just whiz right past you that are maybe the, the best thing ever written in the English language. Um, there we, we start with coming in with the eyeball clown with Dr. Five eyes and, and some kind of like gas ninja fly in apocalypse now style. Dr. Um, Five eyes. <laughs> um, they, they throw some fear gas. They throw fear gas in the city, and the first line we hear from our heroes is from Jack Hollister. He says, "And and all of the banter that happens here, where we see the sky servers flying around and taking out these these like gas discs or whatever to try to get to know these characters." All of the banter again feels like these, like the nicknames, like they're almost puns or they're like almost jokes of some kind. Like he cuts when he says, "No guts, huh?" And it blows up. Like, was <laughs> what, what, did what? you expect guts? It's a flying yeah. saucer, and you know it's just like a they they have these little quips that don't that don't make any sense. There's a fun um, little line while they're well, we open on these guys dispatching all their enemies, right? Uh, but uh-huh. the sky servers dispatching all the goons, all the all the bioborgs. Bioborgs. There is a funny line where um, Jack Jack like blows up one of the one of their little ships and catches the two guys before they uh, you know die in a fiery explosion. Oh yeah, and they're like, you saved us. Oops, my mistake. It's my mistake. Drops them in the ocean. Ooh, that was my bad. 
<laughs> I did like that. that uh, yeah, I love that a lot. Um, they also, um, Cybron mentions his evil plan is that he wants to get control of all of Computopia. <laughs> Co- Computopia. This is called Computopia. Which okay, so there's a, a character we didn't mention who's kind of like the the money behind the Sky Surfer operation. He's like a it's Tony this, Stark like, who doesn't fight. Is, I yeah. fucking lost my mind when when we realize at the end that he's the narrator that cuts like pans back and he's just oh, the yeah. dude talking to us. Uh huh. That's so funny. It's <laughs> the, the generic the generic the generic cartoon like voiceover guy that we've seen in so many shows. They put him in. It, yeah, <laughs> I loved it. His name's Mister Garland. Mr. Garland. And I guess maybe he built Computopia? He acts I, like it's I, his city? I don't I know. I don't um, really know. No. Um, we also, so the their their watches that the Sky Surfers have are the things where they get their their boards and their armor, and they're called a Digitran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um they're Digivice. And, and they do look like yeah, Digivices, although they predate, the show does predate Digimon. It does. But yes. They're yeah. very similar looking. So so later in the episode, the Bioborgs and Cybron are all attacking Computopia, which is another one of those sentences <laughs> I'm so pleased to say out of my mouth. Uh, and Mr. Garland gets this big alert, and it's like, wah, wah, and they're like, he's like, we're under attack. And it's this real close up on Jack's face, and he says, My day's just been made. I don't know. Like it didn't. It didn't land as like a really good action <laughs> catchphrase, but it was. I liked it. It was. It was kind of like. I don't know what the word is. Awful. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Just kind of, kind of relishing how how corny just it is. Deliciously awful. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It's a, it's a it's every Jean Claude Van Damme movie, every Steven Seagal movie. You know, just sort of wrapped up in a beautiful package. There's a bioborg named uh, Replicon. Uh, who is this shapeshifter? Mm-hmm. This was so. This was another really just funny, funny moment to me. We, we, the first time we meet him, he he is shapeshifting to be to appear to be uh, Jack Hollister's missing dad, missing father, Abraham Hollister. Mm-hmm. So right. he's, he's he's your generic, he's your mystique character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I was not ready for the the showdown later in the episode where he turns his head into a cannon. I could not believe the fact that he shot rockets. Like, that's not your power. How did that work? What? It just, uh. Well, especially, it's especially confusing because we had uh, the episode before, uh, well, the episode, sorry, uh, we had earlier, we had Dr. Five Eyes uh, use (laughs) hypnosis to make uh, Aaron Forrester think that his mom was there. It's like, Mom, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) You wouldn't so, shoot your mom, would you? <laughs> so you already have two characters, two characters who effectively yeah, kind of can, can do, do the that same thing, thing can do that and kind of do the same thing. So it's it's a little confusing there. What happens though is that the the main characters wind up in this the old Hollister laboratory where uh, his dad used to work, and that blew up, and they find these VR helmets mm-hmm. that. I guess our our magic are are cool and I don't know some sort Cybron of wants them so they're MacGuffin. Cybron wants them, and then we get our our first flashback at mm-hmm. this laboratory. So we get some more hints about what happened and Jack talking about being at the at the you know his father at the laboratory when it blew up and it was his twenty first birthday. To save him. Right now he also then they get this uh this hail uh on. This like video chat of apparently his father saying, hey, son, it's it's here. You got to meet with me. I survived. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a trap. Obviously, it's a trap. But then Jack has this line and I want oh I want to hear the so... delivery of this line. I'm telling you, it could be a trap. What if it's not your dad? Yeah, but what if it is my dad? My dad. My dad. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> I think it's the best line that has ever been written. I think yeah. it's wonderful. I don't know. The thing that happens that it brings us to our last chunk of this episode is that obviously it's a trap. He gets captured. The other sky surfers have to like fix the virus in their digitrans so that they can go catch up just in time to like stop more kisses from happening with Cybron's daughter. Uh, <laughs> right. okay. And, and yes. they're trying to turn him into a bio Borg, 
which right. to do so, they were going to like, re you know, remove all of his memories and I guess like program him, which brings up a good question is, should we be feeling bad for the Bioborgs? Are they all just normal people that they've like whammied? Like, uh, is this maybe. how they make Bioborgs? Because I, when they're when I feel bad for Grenader, who has to explode every <laughs> he's, he's, <in> forever, <laughs> yeah. he's forever exploding and then, <laughs> and then bring all this, of his uh, matter together. Is this like an Uncle Chuck scenario? <laughs> Uh, yeah, where mm -hmm. uh, Sonic's uncle uh, has been turned into a robot, and he... yeah, and the, the, all the Bioborgs are just like roboticized freedom fighters. I totally want to, you know, this is my new headcanon. Uh, I feel I very know. bad well, for the Bioborgs. Sorry. I want to believe Doctor Five Eyes was, you know, Mister Five Eyes, <laughs> a successful doctor, <laughs> <laughs> successful doctor about town, and he got turned into an eyeball clown. I don't know. They win. They don't get the VR helmets back. They don't. He doesn't get to find out who, the real identity of Cybron. And we're sort of left with like a cliffhanger that, you know, presumably won't get solved for the entire show. We're not going to really know who Cybron is. We're going to fight against his bad boys. And, and you know, maybe once in a while we'll get a get a, get a few teases as to the, the, the long story. My favorite line to close it out is uh, I can't remember who says it. Maybe Aaron it was Forrester. Aaron it's it says, as, Con as Confucius would say, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that that was our journey down into the anime dungeon where we watched we watched two two wonderful two wonderful anime animated television shows. And uh, I gotta say, I, this. Sky Surfer Strike Force isn't much of an anime. No, it and is not. It is I'm American sure AF. That it's American as fuck, and I'm I'm really happy for now, you. There guys. goes our clean rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. That's where it went. Uh but today, you know, I kind of expected it to maybe a little be a little bit more anime, knowing, you know, the the studios that worked on it. But I think it's probably very pleasing for you guys to know that it's not. That there's at least one half of this show well what it delivered was what i i didn't know i needed so much in my life which is which is like american sense of, it's like anime anime balls to the walls with american sensibilities mm. and i don't mean that mm -hmm. in a good way i mean like that is it is so ridiculous <laughs> and i was so there for it this this it's this 80s american and 50 percent 150 percent american show with just non-stop anime push it to the limit uh, style. It is you know great. what's funny is that we also we looked at a show called Robotech that could very easily be just as insane as far as like the the wacky world building. Oh yeah, the, uh, you know like weird weird gibberish terminology and everything, and so much restraint. Yeah, uh, so much restraint by comparison. Yeah, in uh, synopsis, they wouldn't sound that different. No, and be like, oh, okay, the Zentradi and the Robo checks. With, although, although it lacks, it lacks a delicious Doctor Five Eyes, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> and crazy stunts, <laughs> crazy stunts, crazy stunts. Yeah, crazy stunts could easily have been Rick Hunter's nickname. Yeah, you know? totally. But no, I, I'm really excited to keep watching these two because, uh, you know, we talked about wanting the Sky Hunks, and obviously our arcs are, you know, they're they're not. We're not really drawing the serious big parallels here between these two shows, but I think I I think I thought that they would have more in common than they do. So did I. <laughs> you thought maybe the other one would have hunks. <laughs> I thought I was getting You're in a, a hunk desert. A, full, a plate full of hunks for for dessert. <laughs> I got a But salad. I'm really excited. I'm super stoked for for next week and uh for for Sky Hunks part 2, baby. That's right, baby. Yeah, yeah. Join us in the sky with these wonderful hugs, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hey, what's that up in the sky? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's our sky hunks arc that we're on our first episode of. So thanks so much for listening to it. We had so much fun with both of these very 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 different shows um and these very 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 different hunks um <laughs> and uh you know we're really excited to to dive into it more uh to dive right in <laughs> don't do it 
And <laughs> if you're, you know, whether or not you're a hunk on the outside or a hunk on the inside, uh, you can find you're all still of a your... hunk to me. Yeah, you're still a hunk to all of us, and and we want you and your hunk swag to come find us at our various places. We have a website, Saturday SaturdayMorningTuesdays.com or SadAmTuesdays.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And uh, we've started doing this thing uh, in the last week or two where every Saturday morning we tweet out exactly which episodes we're watching for the following week uh, so that you can have your own little Saturday morning cartoon block. Like, watch cartoons with us. Be our friends. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but if you don't do that, we'll still do our best to announce it here when... Uh... What you'll what you'll what you'll need to know about next week, and for 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 this Skyhunks arc, we're just gonna keep rolling right through the catalogs of Robotech and Sky Surfer Strike Force. So that just means episode two of both of these. That's uh, episode two, Death Paint <laughs> for Sky Surfer Strike Force, and uh, episode two is called Countdown in Robotech. And the countdown for Robotech. So hopefully you'll watch those, and, uh, and I think they're all on YouTube. Yeah, they're all probably on YouTube. Take your take your Netflix hands for Robotech. And take your, mm-hmm. Go to Netflix. Go watch it on Netflix. Uh, but don't give any money to that Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> that dirty bird. That dirty <laughs> bird, Jeff Bezos. <laughs>